Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Where in the world is producer Katie? <laughs> it's it's currently 6 p.m. Um, oh, these are some clues. It's no, no. currently 6 p.m. Yeah, clues, clues, clues. It's been a very rainy day. I guess that wouldn't really, um, people don't know what time we're recording. So her saying six, yeah. it doesn't really help them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's 9 a.m. Um, our time. Okay. There's some clues. There's a lot of canals where I am. Hmm. Panama. No. no. That's just one. There's a big, I guess that's big giant park. <laughs> a big park and lots of canals? A big park, lots of canals. It's a pretty rainy location. Okay. Right. I am not in the United States. Sure. Really? Yep. Close. People no. might be thinking Venice. Hmm. Um, I, pretty much everything is legal. <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I was about to phone a friend. <laughs> I definitely yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got to I got to come to Amsterdam. My my incredibly great wonderful friend is a musician here in Amsterdam and he played the Royal Theater last night to a giant crowd and it was yeah. the 10th anniversary wow. of his album that went double platinum. They presented him with the award on stage and it was like such a special concert, such a special show and I know we're a football podcast, but if anybody out there is looking for some new music, look up Doton, D-O-T-A-M. He has a new song. It's friends. called Louder, and it is my favorite of all of the Doton songs that he's ever recorded. There you go. What's the genre? It's a singer-songwriter genre, kind of like folky rock music, and um, I really think it could play on any radio station, truly. Like, I, I think it's music for everybody. He's already double platinum. This guy's big. He's, he's big. He is. He's he is. And it was really cool, like, because it was a 10th anniversary show, so it was really cool because he's got fans that have followed him for the last 10 years, and it was like a really powerful performance for a lot of those folks. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, Lofi, we can talk about. You have any we can talk European about Swift pop and... star friends? Uh, wait, yeah, no, uh, Katie, uh, hold on, uh, Lofa. Lofa's a football player, so and now now I know they all roll with pop stars after watching football this weekend. So, Lofa, you got any European pop star friends? I don't. Oh, just Katie, you? huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that makes me cooler than both Man. of you. No, I'm just kidding. No, that sounds awesome. I dude. would say so, Katie. Wow. Wow. Talk about a vacation after the season was over. Look at that. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people go to Cancun in my profession, but... Nope. nope. <laughs> Producer Katie goes to Amsterdam. Whisks off to <laughs> Europe, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <sighs> pretty, pretty cool. And Amsterdam is a pretty cool location for anybody who's looking for a trip, too. It's kind of great because it's Europe, but everyone here speaks English. Like, truly, everyone speaks English. So it's really accessible. It's a good hub city for if you travel to Europe, you could go anywhere from Amsterdam. So mm -hmm. anyway. You ever um, been over there, Loaf? You been to Amsterdam? No, I think oh. a couple of our boys, I think McCoy had a stop. I didn't know if he was going to make it to Germany when uh, he had a layover in Amsterdam. Oh. 
Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out if that is your hub you're going through, right? <laughs> Could be extended. Yeah, no, I've never been. Oh man, it's a fun city. I've been, I've been. I went one time. Uh, my buddy, my best buddy Bo and I, we were on the show Awkward together, and during one of our breaks, we just like spun the globe and put our finger down, and uh, magically it landed on Amsterdam. And so, <laughs> more rotations. Yeah. Oh, oh, whoops. Um, and so we we flew over there. We only have we have four nights, and so we just the rule for wherever we went was that it had to be a direct flight from Los Angeles, and so they got this direct flight to Amsterdam. So we went for four nights and our show was on TV in Europe at the time. So we were famous over there. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Nice. I would go back there again, but I don't, I'm not going to be famous this time. So I don't know if it'd be as much fun. <laughs> Look up Dotan. Yeah. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Katie, do you, get you know, the thing about, are you getting recognized from your TV Dot show? Sorry. Oh, ah, the internet. Doton is famous enough for all three of us, truly, in this city. Perfect. So he doesn't he doesn't need our help. Perfect. Have you been no, recognized? We would you... say we know Doton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, totally. That's right. That's how you yeah. get in anywhere. Yeah. But have you been recognized from your TV show over there? Are people watching it? I yeah, I have a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. crazy. They come up speaking Dutch or English. No, they come up speaking English. Uh -huh. But what's really funny is they, because it took me a second to catch on because I do like Christmas movies too. So I was like, oh, is it Christmas movies? But then they don't have Hallmark here. So no, it's not. Oh, so oh, you wow. were saying, you were like, oh, wait, do you know me from my other work? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, Where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, man. I'm a real loser. I feel like I feel like this was more of an old school cold open, and I I like I have a feeling that I want to hit the themes theme song and do this recording a little like old school. Is that all right with you guys? Whatever you want, man. Yeah, Katie, is that all right with you, producer? Hit it. If you want to run uncut, yeah. unapologetic from the jump, yeah. and no politics in this club, just built from the streets and the clicks in the mud. Best podcast for the Seahawks, number it's one on there, I promise. Yeah, we got it on live. Every episode, 12 hot takes. And we remember for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Uh, doing the intro live. For the first time in a while, welcome in everybody. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. We got our guy McNeil, also known as McNasty, hanging out. And of course, producer Katie phoning in from overseas. Um, no Seahawk football to talk about, but plenty of football to talk about and Seahawks to talk about and all kinds of stuff to get into here on this episode which is proudly brought to you by our friends at Wiener Schnitzel, two locations in Western Washington, Everett and Fife. Go on in, get some mini corn dogs, get some chili dogs, get some ice cream, French fries, Ugh. Ch chili burgers. It's all good at Wiener Schnitzel. And mention the Take 12 podcast, get a free hot dog with any other purchase. Lofa, we could talk about Europe and Amsterdam and windmills and wooden shoes and tulips <laughs> <laughs> all day probably or van gogh i could get stuck on van gogh for a while he's he's from there yeah but you have to say it van gogh oh really we say it wrong over here 
Yeah, it's Van Gogh. Oh, okay. Van Gogh. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, but there was playoff football over the weekend. Uh, big time. Big, big time games on Sunday, man. What a day of football that was. Um, let's just get right into it. Like, where were you? Where, how were you enjoying it? And then uh, let's start with the Ravens game, and then we'll move on to the second game. I was parked on my couch. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love to be. Just <laughs> taking in the last minutes of football. Calzone? You know, Stromboli? Season. What are we munching Stromboli. on? Stromboli. Stromboli. Nice. I ate two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was worried about the gout because of the pepperoni, but I, you know, I was like, hey, yeah, push the sacrifices. Yeah. You know well. What you're getting into. Cup of water every once in a while. Right? Yep. But, um, but yeah, so let's see. The first game, what was that? Was that a uh, Chiefs Ravens? First game, yeah. First game, Chiefs Ravens. Uh, well, was, first, first game. Sorry, first game, Ravens versus Chiefs and referees. Referees. <laughs> see, I didn't. What, where, what, what calls did you have uh, take issue with? No, nah, uh, we should start on the game. Should we start on the game? I think we should, maybe start on the game. I mean, those are your initial thoughts. I'd like you to get those out before, you know. Listen. You can't hold that in. Bro. My initial thoughts, my initial thoughts, and all of my fellow football fan initial thoughts, friends, and, and McNeil, and I'm sure he's going to back me up here, were that going into the game, there was absolutely no way that the NFL, the PR machine, Taylor Swift's team, or anyone else was going to let the Baltimore Ravens win that game. And just <laughs> towards the end, uh Mahomes got blasted towards the sideline. No flag at all. He gets up whining like he usually does. And then what? Three plays later, they get Jadavion Clowney for the roughing the passer. Just, he seems to get flags at the most opportune times. And it's not the entire game, but it's definitely a factor. And I think if you look at Chiefs games, they get slanted in a certain way. And at least that's what me, McNeil, and all of our you know, troll friends on the internet think. Right, McNeil? Come on, turn on your mic and back me up at any time. <laughs> McNeil, thoughts? He's got a crazy delay, he said. Yeah, he's oh, going to okay. leave me hanging on this one. Yeah, no, I didn't... I didn't really... That didn't even come to mind for me. All right. uh, I just think about the missed opportunities that Baltimore had. Yeah, that's true. Um, from game plan yeah. and how the game went um it looked like they were sleepwalking man and and it looked like they forgot exactly what got them there which was running the ball mm. mm-hmm. i don't care if it's lamar i don't care if it's you know gus edwards justice hill like they ran the ball a total if you take away lamar's he had seven which some of those were scrambles but called runs six that is a recipe for disaster. Like you, the game wasn't out of reach, so you, it didn't justify going to pass heavy, dropping back thirty-eight times with Lamar, and that's not what got him there. So mm-hmm. I just, I didn't understand that play calling. Yeah, yeah, um, they they didn't play their best game. I mean, I can complain about the, the a couple of calls here and there, but like I was, I even said before that it's not the entire game. Um, I I will give credit to Mahomes and Kelsey and that whole team. I mean, Andy Reid, I mean, geez, they're warriors, dude. Uh, Mahomes, he he's whiny, 
And every time I see him yelling, I can just hear that high-pitched Kenny Powers voice, and it makes me laugh and makes me cringe. But, uh, but I mean, they came to win, man, and they come with a message, and they, they come with a mindset, and that's why they win these championships, and they took care of business, you know? I mean, if... Well, you know, if if uh, who was it? Flowers hangs onto the ball there. I mean, it's a different game. That was a but. Hey, the Seahawks have had those plays in the past, right? You got to punch the ball out, so you got to give them credit. Um, it, it experience, yeah, mm-hmm. was a determining factor in this game, and I, you know, not just players, but I'd say you know, coaches as well. Um, you know, it's they were making some uncharacter mistakes. I think, you know, Zay, he got that big catch, right? Yep. This is before the fumble leading up to it. Mm-hmm. 54-yard catch, gets up, gets a taunting. And now you're going back 15 yards. Well, oh, okay. How about that? Come on. What, what do you mean, come on? Okay. You stood I, over him ask, and spun the ball on right, him. Right, but ask every NFL <laughs> fan. No, well, uh, I don't uh, Look, oh, bro, hold on a second. First of all, you can't want to be the biggest, toughest, most badass guys in the world, and then what? Well, a guy can't stand over you when he makes a big play. The defenders stand over the offensive guys when they make a big hit all the time, and and step over them and stuff like that. They never get penalties ever. He spun the ball down like every. He spun the ball down. He spun the ball. He he. He's spinning the ball to the ground like every wide receiver does since they're in junior high when they're that good. And I'm all I'm saying is if you go ask 100 NFL fans if you want that flag thrown or not, I think it, they, you'd be out of your mind to say yes. It's not in the spirit of the game. It's not – he. It, there is – I mean, there is a time to throw a flag for unsportsmanlike, and then there's sort of like he made the biggest play of the game so far. It, it, ah. That was annoying. I don't want that you flag call. Spin that fucking ball anywhere you want, but not at the guy. All right, dude. And I'm just fine. talking about experience. Yeah. And and keeping your wits about you in your head and just saying, "Hey, okay, I made yeah. the play." He knows I made the play. But then guess who came back and made the even bigger play? Legarius Sneed. When yeah. He knocked the ball loose on the goal line. Well, if the Ravens were 15 yards closer, or whatever that penalty was, he's out the back of the end zone rather than getting it knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, ah, it, game of yeah. inches. It ah. is. Um, <laughs> but even, even in that moment, I don't fault Zay for going for it for for laying out. But it's again, rookie receiver. This is something he'll learn from. You know. You just have to try to truck your way through yeah. whoever's there. Bad things happen when you extend the ball. Ugh. It's so and, heartbreaking, isn't it? Every time, whether it's college or the NFL, this happens oh. all the time. And I just feel so heartbroken for the player. I mean, unless it's a, a Niner or a Ram. or no, I feel so bad for the kid. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he cut his hand open I on know. the sideline. Oh. When he like spiked his helmet or whatever he did, it hit the table. Dude, he went DiCaprio from Django. He's like smashing the table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, it's tough. And I mean, I can't, you know, I keep coming back to just running the ball six times, man. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Gus was averaging, I think he only got three carries, but he was averaging like six a carry. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when they went for it on fourth and one, um, at the midfield, and Lamar broke that 20-yarder. I mean, incredible patience by Lamar, great blocking. But that's a play, like, 
why not we run that again a couple times? I mean, that was almost out the gate for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, credit to the Chiefs defense, though. I mean, how about Spags? Oh, my God. You had to be to loving hold that it. offense. The blitz is. 10 points. Oh, so, it was amazing. Yeah. And they, this is the story of their season hasn't been Mahomes um, and then Kelsey, which it has for the last five years. The story was the defense. You hold that offense to 10 points, three points in the second half. It's insane. Um, yeah, hats off to Spags. But, and that that's a young defense with an amazing secondary. But then they got guys up front, Chris Jones, Karloftis, mm-hmm. a bunch of young guys that can get after it. Well, Jones isn't young, but, I mean, he's been doing that for a long time. Um, but this – and this is – man, we'll get to predictions for next next game. But yeah, um, they are going to be a tough out just because of their experience. Well, and going on the road twice, and, and there was all the talk of Mahomes hadn't gone on the road, but now he two games in a row and coming out of there with a win. undefeated on the road. Dude, and they – I mean, they got all of CAA or whoever Taylor Swift is with behind them too. So, you know. <laughs> Don't All forget. the Swifties. No, no, they got a big time agency. They got an entire floor of a PR department. They got, I mean, dude, this thing is, it's it's a beast. I mean, let's get a thought from you on 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 that though, because I mean, dude, it's a phenomenon. Are you are you annoyed by it? There's this whole section of NFL fans that are like. I'm all angry about seeing Taylor on TV all the time, which I just think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like who cares? But uh, be, people are just so angry and people are mad about them hugging on the field. And then other people are, Oh, they're overjoyed. How happy. Like it's just such a big thing. What, what are Lofa Tatupu's thoughts on Taylor and Travis? At first I was skeptical, you know? Um, yeah. I remember, I, was... I think us on this show said it's, it's, it's all a fake. It's a PR move. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and it's great for both brands and and the the NFL, right? Yeah, it has been great, but they really seem to be in love, man. So what's the hate about that? <laughs> they've won over. They've won you over, huh? Aww. Well, well, I never really cared, but I just thought I didn't know if <laughs> yeah. it was like if, if they were serious. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, they're both icons in their industries. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. she literally is an icon. Oh yeah, and and he's done an amazing job with his brand and you know not just on the field he's amazing in those commercials yeah um Mahomes and Maato <laughs> yeah he's he's really come a long way from that reality show catching Kelsey on E his his dating reality show yeah but I mean so I, I didn't see much of that but I thought you know that was, you know, I didn't know if it was like if he was serious about this yeah me neither uh, oh no I didn't I, know either yeah uh, even even early shots of like when people were taking pictures of them, you know, um, leaving the game or whatever, he, he seemed annoyed by the attention. But I mean, you know, attention's all you're gonna get when you're who he is and yeah. who she is. Sure. I mean, it, it's gonna be tough to keep your private life private. But I'm happy for them, and I mean, I don't know. It seems yeah. like they're they're really happy. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they've really come a long way from this brokered deal, you know? They've really uh, grown to build a real relationship out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, look, in this election year, if Travis and Taylor can keep everybody happy and in the feels, then that's that's good. I think that'll be good because we need some happiness around here, and uh, we get to watch her and him for two more weeks. You know, the thing with the Ravens going out is um, – 
we don't have to hear about the Harbaugh's for this whole time and who's got it better than them. So I get to avoid that. And I get to avoid watching all these clips of like Michigan. Because, you know, they put a bunch of clips of Jim beating Washington in there. So I don't have to look at that yeah, for a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, I think, oh, yeah, go ahead. One more before we move on. I think Kelsey broke the all-time receptions. Uh, well, I know he's got the most in championship games because, I mean, I think he's played in the most now. I think he's got six or seven in championship games, which is insane. And then I think he might have just broke Jerry Rice's record for most receptions in a postseason. Wow. Which, that's a lot, man. Well, is he the greatest tight end of all time? Ooh. It's tough. You know, that that's up to opinion, man. Like, in terms of what you bring to the game, as a pass catcher, he's up there. It's without a doubt the things that he's able to do. But overall, like, you got to take into account blocking and, and everything that, that you're asked to do at that spot. He's up there, but I, I don't know if I can put him as the greatest. I mean, you still got Tony Gonzalez, Gates, Gronk. Um, there's so many. Witten, yeah. you know, who's mm -hmm. one of the guys, 20 years, and he he was just as good a blocker as he was a uh, pass catcher. So it's tough, but he keeps breaking records. It won't be up for debate. Yeah. Uh, if they win – if they win at all, is it is is this it for him? Would him and his brother go out in the same year? There's all this speculation about his brother retiring. That'd be kind of legendary because you know, then they could go into the hall together. That would be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't think Travis is done. Uh -huh. And then there's been, you know, mumbles or murmurs about if Jason's uh -huh. actually going to really hang him up. Because, I mean, they're still playing at a high level. Oh, yeah. And it's tough to just you know, you, you always want to go out on your terms. Very few get to, but I just, both playoffs, you know, like they still have it in them. So I, I don't, I can't, I can't count out them coming back for another season. Travis is definitely, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I know his season wasn't what we're used to in terms, but he had the ankle injury. And so that's why production was a little down, but he looks healthy now and, they look very dangerous over there in Kansas City uh, with what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I Look, he doesn't – they don't have to, and they're not – it's not like they're old, too old or anything like that. But to be able to win, you write your own story like that and put your arm around Taylor Swift and walk off towards the sunset, eh, pretty good storyline. That's storybook right there, <laughs> man. I don't know. Isn't it? Um, all right, on to the other game. But first, let me tell you about our friends at EpicSeats.com. Uh, it's a Seattle company, everybody. Uh, these guys are Huskies, but whether you're a Coug or a Duck or anything else, you can use them. It's EpicSeats.com, everybody. Let them know Take 12 sent you in. You can take 12% off of any seats when you spend $100, and uh, or if you're selling some of your seats. Maybe you guys have tickets or seats for concerts or uh, sporting events, cracking tickets, whatever is going on, whether it's in Seattle or anywhere really on the planet. If you want to sell your tickets, but you don't want to take the time to, you know, put them on Facebook yourself or wait, what is that? Is that someone's, someone's got a hot mic. Um, if you don't want to try to figure out how to sell your seats yourself, it's a mess out there. You don't want to get on Craigslist or whatever. Lofa, you don't want to go meet someone on Craigslist or something like that to sell your Sounds seats. Kind of man. No, let Jimmy Seats and everybody at EpicSeats.com sell your seats for you. Um, and when you mention us, you get an extra $12 per seat. So if you've got like 
you know, four seats. I mean, that's just extra free money for just mentioning our podcast and using epicseats.com. Um, on to the other game. It's another rigged uh, NFL scripted. What do you want me to say? Scripted? Rigged? <laughs> no. Um, of course the NFL wouldn't let the Detroit Lions go to the Super Bowl. That would be ridiculous. And so the Niners are going again, and they beat the fighting Jared Goffs and the fighting Dan Campbells, and they broke all of America's hearts. And the Lions are headed home, and the Niners are headed on. Um, and But the Niners, man... They've just been, they feel like they've just been the team the entire season. And here we go. They punched their ticket, Loaf. Nope. It comes down to experience yet again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or inexperience. And I, I, I can't imagine how restless or sleepless these coaching staffs for the Ravens and Lions are, knowing that they had 17 point lead at halftime. Mm. Every team that had a 17 or greater lead at halftime was 20 and up. The Lions did the improbable. Yeah. Almost the impossible. And let and let the Niners creep the un- back in. The unthinkable. But the unimaginable. They wrestled <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory, brother. <laughs> yes, it was, they did. I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. And, you know... You can't help but think they lost by three. They passed up two field goals. So to me, that's the storyline. The Niners played their ass off in the second half. Two totally different teams, first half to second half. And shout out to Shanahan. I always give him a hard time on here because he forgets that he has Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and throws it 40-plus times. He only dropped back 31 times. They were down 17, and he stuck with the run. Yeah. Mitchell that's too. That's what I told you. Mitchell's a beast. Yeah. Mitchell's a beast. That's what I tell you. That's when they're most dangerous. Yeah. Is when they grind it out, wear a team out, and then those shots come open. Purdy had some some beautiful throws. Yeah, um, you called it. But if you you got to give McCaffrey twenty plus touches, and and that's what, and then you got like 24, 25, including um, the passing game. So he he's that's why he's always in the run, running for MVP. That guy's this valuable. And then Debo with a hurt shoulder going out there and just toughing through it. That guy's a monster. It's so hard to tackle these guys one-on-one in space. Yeah. Um, And then even on some of the runs, guys had kill shots. There were some hard hits. That's what I love about playoff football. You could hear the hits. Yeah. uh, From both of these games. Yeah. Feeling through your TV. Yeah. These were Uh, very intense games. Fun. But the missed opportunities. I want your take on that because that was the storyline of the game for me. Well, uh, the joke of the game for me is that at halftime, because I, I was watching with some buds and we were at people's houses, houses, not at everyone's house at once. We were at friends' houses. House? Friend? How do you? Anyway. You went house jumping? <laughs> I was at a friend's house and we were all watching together. And at halftime, I said, well, don't worry about it. The, the call will come in at halftime and they'll tie this thing up and it's going to have to be a game. The NFL scripted. And... <laughs> Of course, lo and behold, oh my goodness, you look up and all, and by the way, quickly into the third quarter, it was like, boom, tied up. Oh, lots of game left. Um, So look, I'm obviously, who knows, but I, I, come on, I feel like a lot of people were probably making that, that joke and then it came to fruition. But anyway, uh, you can't script Ayuk's catch 
You cannot script a catch like that. I mean, whoa. That's one of those playoff moments, isn't it? Uh, you know, not quite the immaculate reception. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you can't script that. And that was amazing. It hit off the guy's face mask. And for Ayuk, he leaped for the ball, leapt for the ball. Yeah. And didn't get it, hit the guy's face mask. The athleticism to keep your feet and the concentration to reel that in. Incredible. And then luckily the guy hit him on the way down or else that was a touchdown because i was saying touchdown when i watched it live and then they went to the replay and they he just after he caught the ball he hit him in the leg so he was down by contact but that and then he followed it up with a great touchdown after that um they have so many weapons over there yeah yeah no they do and I, look you guys i'm i uh, no niners fan okay but we have to give credit to a good team I think just to be fair, because Purdy, dude, a Purdy, people talk so much smack about Purdy. Is he a game manager? Is he really, you know, is he a system guy? Is he really all whatever? He's a gamer is what he is. Like when he took off and ran with it and the toughness and the grit and the, I mean, I got to give some credit to him, even though he's wearing the ugliest uniform in the NFL, you know, good for him. And, you know, his dad was pumped and like they have a shot of him and how can you not sort of get the feels for the kid, so good for them. And their defense played lights out. I got to give them credit. And like you, I question a lot of the Lions' decision-making down the stretch. I, Campbell, you know, that's what got him there, is gambling and going with his gut and things like that. And it didn't work out in this game. And I think he even said after the game, you know, sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like that's a player's mentality. But as a fan, if I was a fan of them, it, it hurts, you know. Well, you know what worries me the most is we've seen cases like this where large leads have been blown yeah. and it carried over into the next season. Um, my man DQ with the Falcons, that Super Bowl, right? Um, last year, Brandon Staley, I think they were up 27 nothing or something like that on the 24 nothing on the, um, the Jags. Mm -hmm. They came back and won in the second half. And it just – so that's the only concern – I have yeah, and a, I mean a certain team who didn't 20... run it on the goal line uh in the biggest game and never really recovered from okay. that decision. I mean d there's decisions no. that get made that teams never really recover from. The only difference was that was one play. That right. was not a series of drives and True, true, but it is the... one decision that kicked off a chain of events for the next how many years it feels like. The other teams didn't make it back to the playoffs. True. Hawks went right back to the playoffs. True. So this is why I'm saying you can overcome that. Okay. One decision, several decisions might linger yeah. and stick around. And I hear that. Oh shit! Here we go again. You know, and yeah. that's what you have to be cautious of when you're making those kind of calls. Um, it's at the 27. It, and look, this is where I do play devil's advocate. I, I argue with people. It's like, yo, a, a field goal is not guaranteed. You have to get the snap. You have to have a hold. Sure, they could block it, but at the 27. And they have a pretty good kicker. Um, so, what would you, you know, have I done? Would would you have kicked one of them, not both of them? Like you're, you put yourself in the, the 20, headset. Twenty-seven. You got to take points or a premium. Put it back to a three-score game, and now, in their mind, that little bit of doubt has to creep in. Like, oh shit, we have to change. We have to go hurry up. We have to just start putting the pressure on them to not be in rhythm and be themselves. Mm -hmm. That's the only only thing you can do it's right i mean 
even if you get the first down, doesn't mean you're going to score. You could have a fumble like they did on one of their other drives, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, San Fran's defense stepped up big when they had to, but it's just if you can make it harder for them, you have to in these moments, especially now guys start thinking, they start playing outside themselves and start thinking, I got to make the play of my life. No, you have to execute as best you can down in and down out. That's how these comebacks are made. But it's, So you'd kick you that one but first... still go for the other one? Yeah, at, at that point, I mean, but then it's a different game, right? Are we right. at three scores at that point? But mm-hmm. but to have it a two-score game, you know, go for it. And, you know, one of them, that catch should have been made. Yeah. That was, it was a tough catch, but it should have been made. Hit him right in the hands. They come down, they score. Now it's a seven-point game. Now it's like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you could play the scenario all, all day, like, you know, but I, and I, I love and, you know, appreciate Campbell saying, hey, this is how, this is what got us here. But there's just a time and a place, man, especially on one of the biggest stages where, you know, just rationally, you got to think, like, okay, I can make it harder for them to come back. Because three scores when they hadn't really done anything, that's, pretty deflating in terms of what's going through a player's mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so the matchup is set. It's red and gold versus red and gold. It's here we go again in the, in the, the clashiest Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> Color wise. This is so boring. McNeil, we have to get him to chime in with the conspiracy theory. You know, the Super Bowl logo is the color and yeah. Yeah, purple and red. I don't know if his internet will be fast enough. If he can fire up his mic, he can get in here. It didn't come to fruition, did it? Um, but I do think. I mean, come on. Like, if if you don't think this is also how the NFL wanted it, I mean, I think what they didn't want was uh, Detroit, Baltimore. I think Detroit, Baltimore. Really? Bad I mean, if I'm if I'm sitting in the big offices around that big mahogany table, and they're like, "Look, what do we want?" ratings wise that's not that's not the ideal matchup you want swift in there for obvious reasons or sorry kelsey wait, I, I mean the chiefs she, what did yeah. i say <laughs> wait isn't doesn't she she has a tour no no okay so listen to this all right and katie producer katie could get in on this because everyone has been saying this to me oh there's a chance she might not even make it can i tell you how actually perfect that is for her team because now they're gonna put a camera on they're gonna have like live taylor cam will she make it will she won't she make it you can jump on her live stream and she'll be going like hey guys it's taylor i'm on the pj it says we're supposed to touch down and then like you know if i'm her team even if she's on the ground six hours early, I make it so that she walks in the building 40 minutes before the game. You know, we got to hustle her in there. This is perfect for her and her whole team, dude. Perfect. Little- she's performing in Japan the day before. Yeah, I know, but they're going to rush her to the game. Oh, it's you guys, they're going to have Taylor Cam. Don't forget, it's in Vegas. It's on the West Coast. This is, I've done, I've, it's a, that's a 10 hour, <laughs> that's a, that's an 11 hour flight. She's got 20 hours. Yeah, but- There's plenty of time. The time zone helps her, apparently. Yeah. No, this is all set up. It's all set up. <laughs> Did she make a cameo with Usher? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man. I. Uh, okay, who do you root for in this game? 
Oh, the commercial. Taylor. <laughs> the commercials. Can can it be a tie, please? I'm rooting for Donna Kelsey. Why not? <laughs> I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I it, mean, for yeah, obvious too. reasons. Uh, you don't want to see a team in your yeah. division win it. Right. Right. But even take take the hater out of it. Right. Take mm-hmm. take that out. Put it aside for a second. What Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy yeah. Reid are doing. Yep. I mean, we've seen it before with Tom, your boy Tom. I know you, you hate when I bring him up. Oh, no. And the level of concentration and the appreciation I have for how good they are at their craft. Yeah. This is something you can appreciate as an actor, right? Yep. Producer Katie, Brett. Yep. Like when someone's just on like that, mm-hmm. you want to you see how far they can take it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. No, six straight for sure. Since he's been started six straight conference title games, the only one that kept him out of, um, you know, two more Super Bowls was Tom Brady. And um, I think was a burrow the other time uh, he has. And I saw a post today that he has kept generational talent quarterbacks, Josh Allen, um, Lamar and uh, burrow from being multiple appearances in Super Bowls. And it's true. Yeah. And like, I just, you look at that, I look at that and I'm just like in awe of like how someone can consistently get back. They take away his best receivers year after year. Tyreek left, a um, couple other guys left, uh, Juju left. Um, but the one, the mainstay, Kelsey, who's, you know, one of the best ever, they've found a way to get back there continuously. And that, it's such a long season when you go to one Super Bowl. I know. I went to one and it was the longest year of my life. A great year, but the longest. And then to just do it, hey, all right, we're going to do it all again, fellas. And then we're going to do it again and again. And so whether it's Tom and or Mahomes, like that drive and that will to continue to win and, and get back to this game, it is so hard. You heard Campbell. Campbell said, fellas, that might have been our only shot. And it's true. It's so hard to get back to that game. Uh, Dan Marino. Yeah. Went his rookie year. Only one. And never and never got back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's and, one of the greatest to ever play. Well, and also for people, you know, you hear all these talking heads all the time talk about distractions and things like that. Look at look at the Chiefs. Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey are in every commercial that plays while you're watching the game. So they had to go shoot those at some point. Talk about distractions. They got PR teams a mile big after winning these Super Bowls. And you throw in the Swift thing, no matter how much you want to joke about it or not. I mean, that is has to be the, could have been, maybe is the ultimate distraction. And look at what they're just keep on winning. So I think it's almost a, if anyone tries to pull that out down the road, it's like, no, look at these guys. You know, I, do they have to be on every commercial though? <laughs> They're pretty good, man. <laughs> I know, but oh man, yeah. All right, well, we'll be watching the Super Bowl then, I guess. I'm I'm not really rooting for. I mean, the, the, the Seahawks and the Chiefs are used to be division rivals, Lofa. Don't forget, back in the AFC days, these are two of our True. division rivals uh, in Ooh, the Super hurts. Bowl. Yeah. Uh, old time Seahawk fans know AFC West rivals here. So, yeah, I, I just know. hope the MVP is like Dre Greenlaw or Nick Bolton or Fred Warner. I hope it's like a defensive guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, that that's what I'm hoping for. 
Uh, we'll give predictions next week. We'll give scores and we'll give official predictions. And as the hype builds around the Super Bowl, um, but overall, these two teams that made it. I mean, it sounds like, and I think we've been saying the whole time. I think you'd agree. Like these are the two teams that that should be there. They they won their games. They had great seasons. They deserve it. Look at the players. It's it's undeniable what they did. And I think either way, I think this is going to be a good game. Don't you? Yeah, I got a question for you. Okay. If Mahomes wins it, is it possible to catch Brady? Well, if they stay together, meaning him and Reed, and uh, I don't know if Kelsey – I mean, Kelsey's amazing and all of that, but he's already shown he can lose a bunch of pass catchers and keep going. Um, but I think there's something about their relationship and friendship that it, you can't deny the chemistry that that just br- probably brings to the whole team, you know. Um, like we saw on that quarterback show. Did you ever watch that with Mahomes? I didn't. Oh, you should check that out because a lot of practice footage of the Chiefs and stuff and the whole relationship and Kelsey and Reed and him. Um, if they keep them together, then I don't see why not. You know, um, I think I think Mahomes is the quarterback that Reed always wanted, obviously. I, he reminds me of Donovan, really. And is kind of, I think, just doing what him and Donovan couldn't do, really. He's a very similar quarterback. He can run when you need, you know, smart, knows what knows what's going on, good, obviously, rocket arm, whatever, you know. He 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 almost reminds me of him stature wise too, doesn't he? A little bit. No, nah, Donovan's a lot bigger. Bigger. Taller. Donovan's huge. Or just big? Oh, bigger. Dude, built. Man, really? Dude was a monster. Oh well, they're all big. If I'm standing next to him, I don't. What do I know? But um, I just mean, I, I just mean in terms of his game, he kind of just reminds me of Donovan McNabb a little bit, and just I, the, like literally the way he just kind of runs into the corner of the end zone sometimes and just sneaks that touchdown in. It's like what Donovan used to do sort of I don't know he just his game reminds me of him a little bit and that makes sense as to why Reed wanted to go out and get him and got him and look what they're doing so why not I don't know if he could catch Brady but what would this be three this would be three yeah so you still need four more jeez <laughs> yeah that's a lot <laughs> but there's a chance yeah the only reason I say there is a chance is because this is the first year he actually had a defense. Um, in every other year, he carried them. And so you couple and you pair him with a good defense. And now I could see another run of two or three in the next five years, um, at least getting to the game. But mm. and then who who would you rather have with the ball? The guy with the most experience, right? That's why Tom was so lethal in playoffs and and then in the Super Bowl is just, you know, he's been there before. And so that's why I just think it's, that's going to be a tough team to beat uh, for San Fran. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. I don't. Oh, yeah. My early, my way too early prediction is just, I don't see the Niners. I don't know. I just, I just can't envision it. I just think the Chiefs get them again. I don't know. It's going to take. A perfect game, damn near, defensively. And, you know, Goff and that offense shredded that. That's the only thing that's got me nervous for 49er fans is, like, if Goff did that to you, what do you think Mahomes is going to do? And he's not going to give up a 17-point lead. Not that Goff did. I'm just saying he's 
you have to score at least three every time you touch the ball because he's going for seven almost every time. It's going to be really hard to keep Taylor Swift off of the field with that confetti. It's going to be hard. <laughs> Niners are going to have to bring it. He's going to be the one with the cannon. Niners, <laughs> Niners are going to have to bring it to keep Taylor off that field, man. <laughs> that should be their their uh, their whole battle cry. Just keep Taylor off that field. One of my boys made T-shirts. Um, Greg Carlson played with me at SC, and uh, he has a, a brand called with Matt Liner Hall of Goats. And he said they're releasing a shirt. Nobody cares. Swift harder. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to GC and Liney. Hey, also a shout out to Delta Airlines, everybody. DeltaAirlines.com, FlyDelta.com. Sign up for 12 status. Get ready for next year. You get an extra mile for every yard the Seahawks throw for. And uh, Delta is, of course, the only airline that we fly. They're the most on time. They're very reliable, uh, very comfortable. And uh, you know what? Honestly, the last few times I've flown them brand new jets. I can't guarantee that you get that every time, but... I've been getting on the ref- refurbished, re- whatever. I mean, it's beautiful in there. It's like Club Delta. Oh. <laughs> it's nice. Katie flew him to Amsterdam. Yeah. Probably like I a actually did. Bed for her. Fly Delta. I'm actually not even kidding. I did fly Delta. Uh, Delta is partnered with KLM you- to Amsterdam. And I can tell you that it was a wonderful experience. Well, you can't be kidding. Contractually, that's all we can fly. You know that. They catch yeah, you on another true. airline. Yeah. It's bad news. You're fired. <laughs> also, side note: I yesterday met this um, Dutch DJ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who um, is like a, a pretty big deal here in the Netherlands? But he's a Broncos fan. Ugh. He says to me like, "Oh, I'm a Broncos fan," and I went, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry. What do you think about Russ? I'm sorry for your loss. You know, whatever. Like giving him crap, whatever." Later in the evening, he's got a Broncos phone case and his screensaver is Broncos. But we've now been friends with each other for about 45 minutes to like an hour and a half. And then I said, well, I got to go because I got to work tomorrow and I work for the Seahawks. And he about lost his mind. Wait, not not, not for the Seahawks, for a Seahawks podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Seahawks fan. And and he was almost unable to continue our friendship. Oh. I saw a rumor that Russ might be headed to Vegas. I heard that too. To, to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> to play for the Raiders. Yeah. If they get him, man, that could be dangerous. Mm. You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did, but. Uh. I'm telling you. Dude, I'll I've been missing as a quarterback. I've been rooting for the Raiders just kind of quietly, just because they're a team from my childhood that I, you know, Bo Jackson. Even though I'm a C- dude, you got to give credit sometimes. And those black uniforms, the silver helmets, kind of cool. You know, I miss like oh, the, awesome. the sort of the big, big rivalry with the Seahawks back in the day. So whatever. But anyway, I kind of always quietly root for them, but they just never really seem to get it together. So we'll see. You get Russ. It's on. Man. We'll see. Watch out. All right. That's it for us, everybody. We'll see you next time um, when we're previewing the Super Bowl. For producer Katie and McNeil and uh, Lofa, I'm Brent. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your week. And hit up Wiener Schnitzel, Delta, EpicSeats.com, Simply Seattle Packback, you know, all of our favorites. Lofa, hands in the middle. Break it down for us, please. 
You got us this week, buddy. Ooh. Oh, man. There was some excellent referee play this weekend. Excellent referee work out there. <laughs> I had a couple of those guys in my referee fantasy league this year, and man, they really lived up to the billing. But we'll go away from them. And uh, let's just, let's, you know what? Back to Donna Kelsey. Because, I mean, she raised those two boys right, didn't she, Lofa? Like, seemed like fine young gentlemen, right? Good work ethic, yeah. just, you know, out there professionals doing their job. So let's break it down for Donna on three. Donna on me. One, two, three for Donna. Donna. Oh, for Donna. Oh. For Donna. Oh, boy. See you guys. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.